And again, if you are going to be watching this on LiveGate Outreach TV or listening to the audio message, uh, I want you to know that um, the Lord will be blessing you right where you are. Amen. Amen. I want to quickly title this, The Blood of Victory. The Blood of Victory. Let's give the Lord a big hand. (laughs) Hallelujah. It is so important to understand what really happened when Jesus went to the cross and died and was buried and rose again. There were some spiritual transactions that believers must understand. Otherwise, the message of Easter becomes like a story that it is to everybody else, if at all they know. We must understand the place of everything that happened before the cross, on the cross, and even at his resurrection. So as we proceed to celebrate the victory in Christ, throughout this month we will be looking at a a series that is titled Enjoying Divine Intervention. Enjoying Divine Intervention. What God came to do is to step in the affairs of men. To stop man from the abyss and the abuse that the enemy had programmed for man to be destroyed perpetually after man sinned. So the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ ratified the final emancipation or deliverance of the fallen man from the dominion of darkness. We have a banner that we'll be using over the next four weeks as we do in this series over the next five weeks actually, it starts this week by looking at the victory by the blood of Jesus. And uh, among many things that Jesus gave us victory over, we will be looking at fear, shame, lack, affliction, just to select a few. Everything that is the work of the enemy is why he came. The Bible says, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works The works of the evil one. So many things that the devil is doing is why Jesus came. So the blood of Jesus was the signature, was the point of negotiation, as it were. And the point also of signing into law, spiritually, the authority of the believer over the works of darkness. And I pray that God will expound these words in our hearts indeed. In the name of Jesus. So man first sinned in the Garden of Eden, we understand that. And immediately after man sinned, in Genesis chapter 3, we are told that he quickly covered himself with leaf because he felt he was naked. Sin is always out to reveal nakedness. The reason why the believer must always do everything he can to keep sin destroyed and in its place is because the one sole purpose of sin is to reveal nakedness and bring shame and cause the believer to lose his placement in God. But you will not lose your placement in the name of Jesus. God now intervened. Genesis chapter 3 verse 21. The Bible says God basically took off the fig leaves and also, let's read what he said, and also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made what? tunics of skin and clothed them. Man was attempting to cover his own nakedness with his own sense. But God in his infinite mercies took a lamb, shed its blood and that was the first sign of the atonement process that God put in place 
to cover man from the shame that the enemy was exposing him. There was a story also when the children of Israel was, they were bound in Israel, in, in Egypt for 400 years. The Hebrews were under severe bondage. And a time came when the Bible says the cry of these people went up to God and he heard their cry and he saw their pain and he called Moses and he said, I'm sending you to go and liberate them. And the Bible says Moses went and did according to God's word and commandment alongside with his uh, cousin, um, uh, uncle Aaron. And he was there, Aaron was there speaking on his behalf also. But the two of them were resisted by Pharaoh nine times. Every plague that God sent happened, they saw it, and Pharaoh would still not let them go. But until the last time in Exodus chapter 12, the Bible says now, verse 1, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, this month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. It is going to start a new lease of life for you. This Easter shall be a beginning of new things for you. In the name of Jesus, you will no longer be where you were before you walked into this place. In the name of Jesus, every encounter with the blood always brings about a liberation. When we celebrate Easter, what we are simply doing is celebrating the blood that was shed for us. But Jesus, who had not yet been fully revealed in the Old Testament physically, gave the example in this case. The Bible says in verse 3, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb. Somebody say, a lamb. According to the house of his father, a lamb for his household. Everyone takes a lamb. That is why eventually Jesus was called the lamb. The lamb of God. Hallelujah. Among his many names, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the lily of the valley, the rose of Chiron. But he is also the lamb of God. The only lamb of God that was killed, crucified, killed, buried. So that you and I can have life. As he rose again. Verse 5. Just to keep explaining how this lamb typifies Jesus. He said your lamb shall be without blemish. The word blemish there is also to signify sin. That's why the Bible says he who knew no sin was made sin for us. So he was the lamb. He became the lamb that was typified as the male lamb in the days of the Passover and was without blemish. He said, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. And then verse 7. He said, and they shall take some of the blood. Somebody say the blood. And put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat. Where they are, where they feast, where they live. The blood must always be on the lintels and on the two doorposts. And verse 11 says, I'm just keeping through. Please read Exodus chapter 12. The whole chapter is worth reading. Verse 11 says, and thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist. How many of you remember what the Bible says is the belt in, in, in the armor of God? It calls it the belt of what? Truth. 
the very first thing that God said would protect our nakedness was the belt of truth. He said, you shall guard your loins with the belt of truth. In the Old Testament, he told them, he said that you put on your belt, put on your sandals. That is the gospel, the preparation of the gospel of peace according to the weapons of God that we were told. And he said, you will take your staff in your hand, which we also know represents the sword of the spirit. The Bible says, which is the word of God. Then you shall eat it in haste, for it is what? The Lord's Passover. Hallelujah. And so this is what he intends to do. Look at what he said in verse 12. He said, for I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Verse 13, let's read it loud and clear and see the power of the blood. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Somebody say, thank you Lord for the blood. That same blood that was shed in your case and in my case on the cross of Calvary is the same blood that still marks us out and prevents us from suffering the same plague that is plaguing the world of today. And so you ask me, but Pastor David, how are believers and people still under the affliction? The same things, and this is why over the next four weeks, we will be looking at how to gain your victory over all those things that are the plagues of the enemy. Those things like fear, those things like lack, those things like affliction, those things like shame that are already been covered by the blood but are still plaguing believers because of one simple thing called ignorance. The Bible says, for my people shall be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Ignorance is a killer. When you do not know what God has provided and what God has done, if you have no knowledge, if a Hebrew was in the land of Egypt when all this was happening and had no knowledge that they needed to put the blood on their own doorposts and on the, on the lintels and their doorposts, they would have been destroyed like every other Egyptian child. It takes knowledge. Every knowledge, every child of God, every Hebrew in the land heard the word by knowledge and they put the blood on their lintels and on their doorposts and they were prevented from having the same plague that was striking in the land. I pray today that God will continue to help us to truly have by knowledge walk in the fullness of the victory in the blood of Jesus. In Jesus name. So when Jesus came, we saw the full manifestation of what was a type in the Old Testament. There are several other instances where the lamb was slain to typify the blood of the animals that were offered for the sin of the people in the Old Testament. We can't go through all of them. But this was a very clear indication of what was going to happen. When Jesus came and he went on the cross, John chapter 19, let's read that from verse 28. This is going to be very short, so please follow me. John chapter 19 verse 28. The Bible says, after this, Jesus knowing that all things were now what? Accomplished. 
that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said what? I thirst. Just to fulfill scripture, he said, I thirst. Verse 29. The Bible says, now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on his soap and put it into his mouth. That bitter thing, that sour thing he took was to remove bitterness from your life and from my life. It was to remove everything sour from your life and in my life. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says he said I thirst. Not because he wanted to drink water. Because the work has now been finished. But there is a need to take away sourness. There is a need to still take away any pain that people may still suffer. Because of ignorance. The Bible says he said I thirst. And they went and looked for exactly what had been prophesied. That they were going to give him. And the Bible says And when he took it, look at what he said in verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is what? It is what? He completed the entire process by making sure that everything that should have made you cry was eventually swallowed up. The last bit was to make sure that even though you have been liberated, the blood has been shed. Everything that could remain to make you cry and weep and suffer shame was now taken by him. And now he shouted in verse 30, it is finished. And I decree that his work will remain finished in your life in the name of Jesus. Now there was something else that happened that was very, very interesting. We all must understand that every emphasis, every detail of scripture has a specific emphasis that we must understand and benefit from. Hallelujah. And so when he gave up the ghost, after saying it is finished, we were told that they came, in verse 33, to Jesus. And the idea was that when they hung people on the cross... They used to go and break their legs and break their bones, their hands, all their, their, their limbs. And they went to bury them that, like that. But when they came to Jesus, they broke the two thieves that were by his side. Of course, one had become a saint before dying, just one minute before, not one minute saint before he died. The one to the right hand had become a saint. He was no more a robber. But the Bible says they broke his leg, broke the other one. But when they came to Jesus and they saw that he was already dead, they did not do what? They did not break his legs. Verse 34. But one of the soldiers, please, let's read verse 34 together. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear. And immediately, look at what came out, what? Blood and water came out. That point was a fulfillment of prophecy. Hallelujah. And that prophecy had said by his side was going to flow forth blood and water. These two things were to put to final agreement and contract that the deliverance is not just finished, but it is also evidently manifested. Hallelujah. They had killed him. He had died. He had said it is finished, but there was still one more thing to do. That is why that Roman soldier, without knowing what he was doing, just went with a spear and walked up to him and pierced his side. Not knowing that he was put into paper and put into the physical, the signature that was going to end every pain and every shame and every reproach of man. 
In the name of Jesus. Blood and water came out. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's read verse 36 together. For these things we are done. That the scripture should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. And again another scripture says. They shall look on him whom they pierced. Let's read that particular verse in Zechariah chapter 12 verse 10. More than 3,000 years before that time, a great prophet of God called Zechariah saw this and he said, verse 10, and I will pour, let's read it together, and I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me. You see the capital M there is representing God, Jesus Christ. He said they will look on me whom they did what? Pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one who mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one who grieves for a firstborn. That's why when they were grieving for him and mourning for him, he said, go and mourn for your own children. Don't mourn for me. I am on an assignment to set you free. You go mourn for yourselves and mourn for your children. A lot of people are very pious towards God, but they are not pious about their own lives. They can reverence God and talk good about God and reverence everything about God. But the reality is that there is no relationship between what they are saying. God says such people, their hearts, their mouths are coming to him, but their hearts are far away. Every one of us must understand that what we ought to do is to be in reverence to what he has done. But also as believers, we must keep celebrating the victory that he has given to us. I say we must keep celebrating the victory he has given to us. In the name of Jesus. I like how Brad Bailey puts this thing about the Easter message. This is from his piece called Rooted in Time and History and Yet Timeless in Its Impact. Brad said, For the separation of humanity from God, I'm reading it directly, is depicted way back in the garden. We have a broken relationship with God, both in the depths of our souls and in the actions of our hearts. This is precisely the reason Christ came. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. He bore at our cost. His blood was shed so that every price can be paid. Ever since God instituted atonement by the blood, Jesus came and fulfilled prophecy and ensured that it was ratified without a shadow of a doubt that your freedom and my freedom is sealed indeed and it shall continue to be so in the name of Jesus. I want us to read 1 John chapter 5, verse 8 as a final scripture we are reading this morning just to confirm everything I have said. We all know that John, the apostle John, was the closest of all the disciples to Jesus Christ. He was the one that was eventually spoken to by Jesus after Jesus had left on the Isle of Patmos when Jesus came back again to speak and reveal things to John about the church that was to be born and the church that was on at that time and what God was expecting of the church. But in 1 John chapter 5, verse 8, John said this was. Let's read together. There are three that bear witness on the earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. The previous verse says there are three that bear record in heaven. 
And he talks about the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. He said, and these three are one. Okay? In heaven, they are one. But on earth, he said, the Spirit, the water, and the blood agree in one. They all mean the same thing. The Spirit is what quickens the, your mortal bodies as he raised Jesus from the dead. The water is what keeps you sanctified. Ephesians chapter 5. Bible says that he prepares us by the washing, we as the bride, he prepares us by the washing of the water by the word. And the Bible says, and also the blood, the blood that came out of his side and the water that came out of his side bears witness till this day. I say it bears witness till this day. And that witness is to keep you in the place of total assurance that no matter what the devil is showing you today, it has been taken care by the blood. It has been taken care by the blood. And so you have victory by the blood. In the mighty name of Jesus. We will continue to expound the word of God. To see how God gives us victory. Over every fear. Over every shame. Over every lack. Over every affliction. And every walk of darkness indeed. In the mighty name of Jesus. I would like you to rise to your feet this afternoon. Well,